Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we played A Short Hike. A Short Hike is a game created by Adam Robinson Yu with music by Mark Sparling. I believe that's how you pronounce that. Um, It's currently available on PC, Mac, and Linux. You can pick it up on itch.io or Steam. Um, It came out April 5th of 2019, and it's currently only about $8. Um, Another thing to note is it's really only about an hour and a half or so. So go check that out. Um, Before we get into talking deeply about the episode, though, uh, we have a bit of a programming update in terms of the future of Thoughts from Player One. Very exciting. Very exciting. This is the Um, press release. Hi. (laughs) This is our official press release for the future of Thoughts from Player One. Let me say it like a uh, like one of the game developer kind of like like videos that go, Hi. This year, from Thoughts from Player One in 2020, we want to deliver you a unique experience. Here, mm. we're thinking about offering you only two episodes of Thoughts from Player One a month. However, we are increasing our YouTube presence. And by making a We Must Build a Zoo series... This is nothing. It's not the way that I would have tackled it can you, if I were can the you give CEO it a shot? of a major company. Yeah, yeah right, I got it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was kind of like, trying to do like a like the the I've been watching those league ones lately and that's kind of how those people talk. Yeah, those are bad. Those are bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Let me give you a little Reggie Fizeme in. Oh, I'd love to see you try. I can't even come a little bit close to that. Hi, we here at Thoughts from Player One are very proud of what we've done in the past. Uh, our, we had a, a, a fantastic 2019 with a lot of highs and a lot of episodes that we think you all probably enjoyed quite a bit. But, as always, we look forward to the future, and we look at ways we can improve what we're having and give the best experience all around for everyone, us, and the listeners at home. And that means we're going to be scaling back from three episodes a month to two episodes a month, so we can focus more on doing potentially slightly larger games, more ambitious projects, and also getting a few more developer interviews if possible, because that's really the heart and soul of Thoughts from Player One, is the games. And who better to talk about that than the people who make the games? Also, we're doing more dumb shit on YouTube, where we make a bunch of bad zoos and call it a good series, so check that out on YouTube as well. Um, And then also... Story summaries aren't good, and we're never really good, so we're going to try and scale back from those a little bit as well, and focus more on the interesting parts of the episode. Thanks yes. so much, and have a happy 2020. We Not, know we will. Oh, that was pretty good. I, I gotta I give felt, it to I you. I kind of felt it there in the middle. I felt a little I bit think, of energy. I think you got it. I think you aced it. I think we can yeah. complete... I think this is over. This is just an update at this point. Honestly. And a canceled. Reggie fils application for Nintendo. You know, the position, <laughs> Reggie fils <Fizeme. laughs> Hi, I'm Doug Bowser, and I'll be the new Nintendo's Reggie fils um, So that's great and all, but let's talk about a short hike. Um, so this game kind of just came upon us in a gift of us trying to find something that was playable in a short time because, hey, holidays... They uh they make y'all busy and Ooh, I think they did. I think this filled a really nice void of just like I just want an experience that's quick. I have not a lot of time and I want to feel like I came into something and I walked out of it and I'm finished with it and you know it 
and that and <laughs> I it, frequently feel that way when going into pieces of media. Yeah. Well, well, I would yeah, like but that I walked into it and left finished. Yeah, but the thing is, is that when I walk into something like the the Witcher Three Wild Hunt, I don't think I'll finish it. Like, I just yeah, I just I, a lot of games like Kingdom Hearts or it's just like too much. I'm like, I just. I, I want something that I can finish quickly. It's like watching a TV episode versus, like, a movie, I guess. Um, yeah, I feel that energy. So, in a short hike, you do basically exactly what it says on the tin. Um, you are a teen bird named Claire. You wake up um, in a kind of a campground, forest preserve type area. I think it's like a state park. Uh, and you meet up with your aunt, who's a, one of the park rangers, um, and talk about how you don't have any cell phone reception. You've ostensibly been there for uh, an indeterminate amount of time. I think it's probably a couple of days, could be a little bit longer than that. Um, and your aunt tells you, like, oh, you know, there is cell phone reception. You just have to go to the top of this mountain, um, which is kind of like the central part of this park. So then you, you know, you're expecting a phone call. The game kind of goes out of its way not to tell you what that phone call is about. There's like a little bit of an ominous tone about it, but you don't really know one way or the other. Um, and then the entire plot of the game revolves around you walking around this campground to like, you know, interact with various people, interact with people on kind of this this hiking path as you go slowly up the mountain until eventually you summit the mountain, receive your phone call, and the game kind of ends. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I don't want to spoil exactly how that goes right now. But the whole game is really just that that brief interactions you have with various people around this whole kind of, um, you know, mountainous national park type area and i think it shines a lot in the those interactions and the writing and the style but it also shines really well uh, and i think the the visual style and the mechanics and the way that that all kind of integrates into one package duncan you want to talk a little bit about one of those yeah um so i really actually enjoyed this game's mechanics for quite a uh, yeah a lot of reasons actually so first off there it's kind of the walking in it is like a faster animal crossing kind of feel where it's like the mm -hmm. uh, camera is locked um, in a position and the game kind of decides the angle of that camera and then you're walking in a top-down way. Uh, but there is like a little bit of platforming. Eh, There's a decent amount of platforming. And yeah. then you get, uh, you get to jump and the best part about it is gliding. So you can like hold X and glide and it feels super good. I actually really like the gliding in this more than I thought I would, and I uh, found that more often than not, that would be, like, my favorite way to get around. Like, if instead of just walking on a path, I could just glide from, like, another peak onto that other area is way more fun that way. Uh, as well as, like, um, throughout the game, you talk to these people and you do little, like, fetch quests or discuss with people, you get golden feathers that increases the amount of jumps you can do or how, uh, hard, how long you can climb, sort of like a, uh, Breath of the Wild energy meter. Um, and, Essentially, yeah. Yeah, and there's a bunch of other minigames along the way, too. Uh, so the visual style, too, is sort of this, like, it's a 3D, they're 3D models, but they have a, um, um, sorry, I'm blanking on the word, a, I know what the actual, like, oh, okay, there we go, there it is, it has a, a literally cell shading, it's not cell shading, but, you know, it has a shader on it, um, that gives it a pixelated feel, so it just kind of, like, depending on the distance of things, um, either changes its hue or, you know, how it's outlined as well as certain colors and stuff like that. So it's very stylized to 
sort of give you a retro feel and not make everything look so like smooth and um you know 3d generic ish and it gives it a really unique style and i definitely think out of everything it might be my favorite part about the game because everything in that game is just i don't know it's just really pretty i like it very much yeah it looks it looks really good but it's also got like a a very bright and wide color palette that give it kind of a really welcoming and and I think warm is technically the wrong word because I think warm has an implication with colors, but I just mean like it makes you kind of feel like you're with friends. It makes you kind of feel like, you know, it's a very comfortable color palette. Like nothing is harsh. Nothing is too dark. Even the areas that are like, you know, kind of snowy are, are well-defined with a lot of, you know, types of blue, like various shades of blues kind of welcome you, welcoming you up the path. Um, this is my attempt to talk about colors no, with no, what little are, layman's knowledge I have, but hopefully actually, it made sense. No, you're right on the warm thing, though, because, like, everything below the ice mountain is a warm color, and I think that's what, like, gives it the distinction of, like, excuse me, here you are on your final level. It's nothing like anything you've experienced before because the color palette has changed completely, so it tells you, like, this is a completely different zone, and it's nothing like what you've uh, had before. Yeah, and it's yeah. it just it's a very pleasant experience to just like go around and even just look at the island, which is good because that's what you do for the vast majority of this game. Yeah. Um the game hinges entirely on it like all of the pieces working really well to give you the exact same feeling, right? Like it has to be like pleasant through and through. It has to feel good to move around and it has to feel good to look at because there's not like, you know, we play narrative-focused games largely on this podcast. Like, the narrative here is not very... Um, it, it's not in the center so much, right? It's basically a series of collected mini-games that are, like, largely disconnected from each other, but each give you, like, a little bit of a story about, a, you know, a particular person or kind of, like, an, an overarching theme. But again, they don't try to get too deep with it. It just has to be an experience that is, like, really interesting and, and fun and pleasant to engage with. And I think they nail that on, on pretty much every level, at least with, with mechanics and visual um, in the music, which I don't, mm. you know, I'm not going to talk about too much um, because I don't, like, there are only, I think, four or five tracks in the game. Um, there's, like, a long version and a short version of both of them. Maybe we'll play a little bit of it here. Who knows? Um, but they they did a good job with the music kind of meshing with everything without feeling too repetitive, given that there were only a few tracks. I think I ended up playing this game for, like, two and a half hours. So I will say by the end of it, I was a little bit like, okay, I've like I have heard all of these a lot. I'm pretty much done with them. Um, yeah. But it never got in the way. It was never, like jarring it never made me want to turn the music off or anything like that and i really enjoyed it for the first hour so i think that it's a largely a, a pretty big testament to to the um producer yeah when music, music uh when music never like gets in the way or feels like oh, why what is this why is they playing why are they playing music right now or like you don't notice it that's oh a, my god i did not, i completely thought you were like why something was going wrong with your computer with the way that you dropped out of that sentence <laughs> oh boy like why what is going on why is my audacity just playing random music right now what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> uh, uh yeah so let's talk about like just some questions oh uh, something i failed to mention about the mechanics is 
they're like items and stuff like that and like yeah, you can you interact have... with stuff so like you can get pickaxes or shovels and you know the little dirt holes that you can get money from and stuff like that yeah you have a full-on inventory it it i think it shares a lot of dna with like the way you interact with an animal crossing game mm-hmm. just with none of the same actual gameplay loops and with movement that is much more freeform oh, thank god too yeah, uh honestly. so let's let's do a couple questions here um so we talked about a lot of elements that we enjoyed about the game, like, you know, the visuals, the mechanics, the mm-hmm. conversations that you had with the characters. What do you think, like, sort of carried you through most? Because I think what's important about this game is that it sells its uh, charm and, you know, and feel-goodness throughout. So, like, what what do you think was your sort of, like, what carried you the most? I would probably honestly say the um, it, it's kind of hard to pinpoint because it wasn't the writing necessarily, but it was the interaction with these um, these other characters, which I think is a combination largely of the writing and the visual style, um, because all the you know all the anthropomorphic campers were like they were just fun to interact with. They were generally like I found the game to be pretty funny overall um I think it once or twice dips its toes into being like pretty poignant in a way that I really appreciated but even like most of what you did in this game was largely fetch quests was hey go run around and collect money or go run around and collect shells or go find this thing that somebody lost um and even though inherently those aren't necessarily fun tasks I was really interested in in doing them and going through like the quests I was given by these random NPCs in the woods because I enjoyed, like, the four or five lines of dialogue you would get with them afterwards where they were kind of doing that. Like, I kind of wanted to see their story come to completion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the main driving thing. Maybe that is more of a um, testament to the fact that moving around the game world was still interesting no matter what. But the thing that I kept coming to was, like, okay, what quests haven't I done? Which people's story haven't I seen through to completion? Like, what is... You know, what did this little girl want? Like, okay, well, where could this guy's watch possibly be? I should go, like, figure out a way to pay for that person's tuition for school. And, like, it was, it always felt like it was worth doing because it never took very long to do any of that stuff. For it sure. wasn't like a, you know, a 45-minute slog to go collect stuff for this person. It was like, oh, you'll go over there, and on your way, you'll end up doing a race with some random person. So I, I really liked those little interactions and the way they kind of guided me around the island over and over again. Yeah, and I love reward. It's 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 cool that the reward for these fetch quests is not like here. I mean, sometimes it's a golden feather, but like also the reward for it is just here's the funny like reaction or it kind of like cute um uh phrase from this person or some way to wrap it up. So, I I agree with you mostly on that one. However, what carried me most through was uh was just like I think it's just the visuals. I just, just yeah. some of the animations and some of the models and like, it was just so easy to look at and get into and like, think about how they made some of these things like work and look right. And some of the, the like dithering, like some of the stuff they did when you like reached like the very, very top and then you looked at stuff and it was almost in like a weird sepia tone. And yeah. it's just something I didn't expect. And it just like, it was just a really nice surprise. So I feel like I've talked about 
the visuals enough in an audio medium that I probably I mean, don't need to good. do it anymore. But it hey, when you get more golden feathers, you get more double jumps, and every time you double jump, a little feather falls off your body and yeah. floats away, and it's extremely good every time, even when you're jumping 19 times in a row. I'd love to see uh, someone make art of Claire, but like she's just at the top of the mountain and just completely <laughs> featherless. <laughs> and just like, I made it! Oh, no. Uh, it's good. Um, it's good. The game is very self-aware with that sort of thing, too, um, which I think is another thing that really managed to, to drive me through it. Like, the item descriptions will frequently, like, kind of poke fun at the fact that, like, you're just picking up a bunch of random stuff that doesn't make sense. Or, you know, the like the fact that you get these golden feathers, there's a point later in the game where you can just, like, give somebody some of your golden feathers. Everyone just acknowledges that this is just, like, a weird item that lets you, like, climb or fly better. There's no, like, rationale for it in the world. It's just like, oh, yeah, give me some of that item in your inventory so that I can now climb up the mountain. And I like that. <laughs> I like that it's not, like, it is aware that what it is doing is kind of dumb and it's leaning into it in the perfect way. Yeah. So let's, uh, I, 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 here's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about this, this style of game and how it kind of fits into your life in 2020, because I, I feel like my views have changed pretty drastically over the years on like how much I am interested in engaging with a game like this. Um, and not specifically a game like this. I mean, a game like that is trying to give you this sort of a feeling, right? I think we got a little bit of this with later Alligator, um, not as much of it with Dream Daddy, but this kind of game that is almost exclusively a feel-good game that doesn't try to get too deep with it, that doesn't try to, like, present any, like, huge challenges that are difficult to overcome or anything like that. A game that, like, just wants you to exist and enjoy existing in that space for a short amount of time, Um how do like how do you feel about those games in 2020 like for you where do they fit into your life sure um so i feel like these kind of games are almost like the best metaphor i can give to it is they're very drug like in a way that i feel like the more you take of the same sort of medicine the less effective it becomes if i feel like i played this right after later alligator it wouldn't nearly be as effective or as charming to me because I just got like, I just yeah. left one of those experiences. And mm -hmm. I think that it is a world and a space that I love and appreciate because it's very like, sometimes you just need a break from anything that's sad because everything feels sad around you or like, you know, yeah, slightly dis destructive and yeah, it's fucking you know, bad out there. <laughs> I play like, even when we play like, like other games like league or grim dawn, it's all like, it's all this mean, bad it's, shit and dying. Yeah, it's just dude. like, it's a nice getaway. And I encourage everyone, like if it's not, if, if you know anyone that plays, you know, like, I feel like if you're listening to this, you probably play these kind of games, but if you're not or you know someone who, like, mostly primarily plays games that are not like this, just, like, just like secretly download it on their computer and just leave the icon <laughs> desktop there and see if they click it, and hopefully they do, because it's just... I know if you tell them to play it, they won't, because I have one of those, and, like, mm -hmm. it, but, like, the second they do, I'm sure they'd enjoy it. So, I guess, in short, it is something that I love to touch upon these games because the ones that do it well 
stick with me a while and I like still keep their music on a playlist and it reminds me of like, oh, that was fun. Like I still have one one or two of the later alligator songs and it kind of brings me back there a little bit. Same way that like, you know, Nier or any other game soundtrack brings me back, but it's a different kind of bring me back. Um, and I'm curious, I like it. do you ever, do you ever think you could see one of these like, can you envision something like this being a comfort game for you in the same way that like I have watched the entirety of Parks and Rec like six times in a row or not in a row, but I've watched it all like six times. Could you I ever think... envision yourself coming back? Yeah, look, I've got a okay. problem with Parks no, and Rec. No, 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 it's very, I've probably seen it three or four, so. Okay, good. So we're Don't good. Worry about it. Um, yeah. Do you ever envision yourself kind of coming back and like, I just want to like de-stress or I just want to like be in this world <laughs> again and. Because I know people do that frequently with things like, you know, Animal Crossing or like Mario, things that kind of have the same feel but are much more like gameplay focused. Do you ever think you could do that with something like this that's just a shorter experience? No, I don't think so. It's just these kind of like, because I do do that with certain games. Like I'll always come back to Banjo-Kazooie. It's extremely Mm -hmm. relaxing to me. But this has two little substance to it. In the sense that it sounds really like derivative of it, but it's like it's the fact that it's smaller in scale. And I think the things I got from it are things I could maybe only get once, like exploring Hmm. and realizing that like maybe if it was like 10 years and I'm like, oh, I forgot everything about this or like most things about this. I just I don't know. I don't think it's something I could come back to as much. And also the thing about that is a lot of the things that I like like that that are um, comforting because they're, you know, things that I've already experienced. So I like know I'm going into a comfortable experience are very, very low on the engagement scale, like podcasts mm-hmm. or uh, um, movies or TV shows where I can zone out and do something else. Yeah. I can't really zone out while playing this game in the same That's way true. that I can. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I, I feel like... What about you? Sorry. That, that's kind of... I felt that way a little bit at the end of this game when, like, I had pretty much done everything that I wanted to do, but then I, I booted it up to just, you know, do another race or to kind of just explore around the island. I think I'm missing, like, a golden feather. So, it, it you know, yesterday after I finished the game because I booted it up, I was like, I got to finish this before we record tomorrow. And then it turned out I was five minutes from the end of the game. <laughs> um I, you know, put it down. I was like, oh, cool. I beat it. I'm good. And then, like, I picked it up, like, 30 minutes later. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play around for another 20 minutes. And I could see myself coming back to something like this that is a very short but very pleasant experience. I could imagine myself doing that every, you know, 8 to 10 months or something, just sitting down and and running through it again. Because it really was a, a type of game that I have difficulty not difficulty. I, I would not frequently make time for it in my life if it were not the, for the podcast. Of course. Um, but I think that is such a wild disservice, not even to these types of games, but to like me and where I value my time. Because it's such a... It was, like I said, it was extremely comforting and welcoming, but it just it felt very relaxing to play, right? The, the platforming yeah. was interesting without ever being punishing. I never felt like, you know, there's no fail state in this game as far as I can tell. Like, it's just really... Hey, move along. Hey, engage with these people. Hey, fly around this island and kind of just get used to the experience. And in 2020, a year where things have started off not fucking good already for the world, um, it it felt good to just have an experience like that that was just completely devoid of like serious conflict or issue. And 
something that was that easy to just move around in and exist in. Like, I almost felt that way with later Alligator. I could see myself coming back to it in a couple of years after I've forgotten all the writing. Yeah. But I think the actual, like, the the way you interact with that game is a lot less enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just running around this island, like, flapping up 15 times and then gliding (laughs) around the island just feels good. Yeah, it it feels good and relaxing, and I, I just... 100% of the time I spent with this game, I was enjoying it. And that's pretty rare, I think, for games like this. And also, like, you know, I gravitate towards games that are shitty and make me angry, like freaking League of Legends. So it's good to be something that's just like, hey, just relax, chill out by yourself, just decompress for a little bit, you know? Dude, you get angry at League of Legends? (laughs) Uh, Well, one of us in this call does. (laughs) Who? I don't. Who? Um, no, you're totally. You know what I did think of when I was playing this though? I was hmm. like, I, I think I might. I think I might enjoy speedrunning this. I think this would be a fun game to speedrun. Like, how many golden feathers do you need to get to the top? And like, which ones? I feel like it's a nice. Like, I could see myself enjoying trying to learn how to speedrun that because it is so short. Like, I feel like you know, I could my practices could be like ten or fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, I I would be very surprised if, I mean, I don't know if anybody has speedrun this game, but I would be very surprised if you couldn't complete it in less than like twelve minutes or something like that. What's your What's your guess if there is one? Ah, uh, I would say twelve and a half minutes. I'm gonna say nine. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> what, uh, were we way off? Uh, two minutes and forty seven oh, seconds. Boy. Wow! I bet you need like one golden feather. Yeah, it's probably something like that. Wow. Damn. I'm going to see real quick. I'm just, I'm real curious to see how many feathers they need. Oh, fucking none. <laughs> or two. Oh, oh two. Bl- they need two. Okay. That's that makes crazy. sense. Honestly, that, that seems totally fair. Oh, yeah. You get two feathers easy. No problem. You can do it in two minutes. Easy. Um, <laughs> two minutes and 47 seconds to be exact. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I did, I did feel that way a little bit when I was playing it, too. I was like, this could be a game that I could, you know drop in and like immediately rush through and try to get to the end like really quickly um but i don't think i would ever get to that two minute range i think it would be like a 15 minute experience for me every time yeah yeah tell me what what are your like what are one or two of your favorite moments let's gush let's gush let's just gush about the game let's just gush Um, sorry guys we're gushing hello Did I stun you? Oh, I really wanted you to just do in what you just said and <laughs> the way you gush. said it and everything. Let's just gush. Oh, fuck. I hate it. I'm going to oh. make that a new official thoughts from Blair 1 section in 2020. <laughs> Let's just gush. Oh, please don't. It's one of our uh, weakest points, but I feel like I really want to know. <laughs> It's the point where the podcast always gets uninteresting, but let's solidify it into every episode. (laughs) No, I want to talk about one of the characters, and I think there's a decent chance we have the same one. I want to talk about the dude who was painting stuff. No. Um, Did you do his storyline? I just followed him around twice. Oh, man, it's so good. So um, I'll just kind of spoil the whole thing real briefly here. So you meet a guy in the woods, and he's just, like, painting a picture. And you, you come up to him, and, and 
and talk to a guy. I think it's a bird. It's a bird, right? Yeah. Pretty sure it's a bird. Um, and he just talks about like, oh, hey, like I'm trying to paint, you know, this the water and like where the beach meets the water and kind of like an abstract style and it's really cool and I want to do that. And you, you know, you talk about how like hey, it looks pretty cool. Like it's kind of weird. I I sort of see is that blue blob the water? And he's like, well, I mean, sort of. It's more like the feeling of the water. Um, and it's very good as he tries to describe his abstract art. Um. But eventually he, you know, says he's going to move on to a different location and he tells you where so you can go find him. Um, And you kind of follow him around to, I think, four or five different locations. And, you know, he's like painting in the rain and it's all like his canvas is completely soaked and it's not working at all. And then he's at a like he's at a watchtower and he talks about how like he you know, like he's really nervous because he was invited by like this famous artist to present his work at like this big show. And so he wants to make sure that the work he's going to present is really good. Um, but his whole arc is essentially like him struggling with the idea of like, I like you like what I'm painting and I like painting this, but I don't know if this is what people want. So I have to keep like trying new things until I find the thing that I think other people want. And like, eventually you find him like back where it originally started you find him like painting one of the um like park rangers who sells you golden feathers early on in the game and talks about how like he's just come to terms with the fact that like you know what like people like my art like you like my art and that's the important thing and i like doing it and as long as i like doing it there will be people who like it and it might not be what everyone wants but that's fine it's just like I'm going to do it and I'm going to revel in the journey and I'm going to like focus on doing the thing that I want to do and not trying to make the product that I think other people want and like gets a lot of fulfillment and satisfaction out of that. And then it's just like, you know, you convince him to use all of his artwork at the show because like, ah, fuck it. It's all part of the journey. It's really cool. And it was a really touching and sincere moment. Um, And like it, oh man, it hit kind of hard honestly a little bit like it it felt really really good to follow that bird around and convince him that like the quality is not in making what other people like what you perceive other people to want the quality is in making something that you are happy with huh i don't know how i didn't do that one but i guess that's the little secret little secrets of of that game it's like there's little um you know tiny good chunks in there i like that yeah i like it was it was very very good it was very sweet and you get to go to a lot of cool places and i I like it a lot what about you what was one of your favorite moments um i really like the first character that you run into it's like a younger than you bird um Mm -hmm. two there's actually two of them that i really like but the the first the second one you run into is um uh wants you to get her or him 15 shells and it's just kind of your first fetch quest, and you get it for them, and they have this, like, really funny attitude every time you talk to them again, that's like, how many shells do you have? Nine? Oh, is that 15? No. Oh, that's not enough fucking shells, dude! <laughs> like, that kind of attitude, and I like, it It kind of, it always, it always made me laugh uh, pretty much every time I talk to that character, and then you make the uh, you give them the shells and they make a shell necklace and you're like all right what do i get and they are like you didn't really get contracted for any reward you just kind of did this thing for me and then you go deliver a necklace made of the shells for for um for your aunt and then the aunt gives you a golden feather and you're like is this a reward 
for something I did? And she's like, no, that would be strange. You didn't really do anything. And it's, it's just this funny oh, it's play. So self-aware. Yeah, it's so self-aware in this like really funny way that's like a fetch quest with a reward that she feels like she really needs and that, you know, she's just running around doing a favor for a little kid, but because it's yep. a video game, you expect a reward. And the fucking <laughs> Mundo Mondo punchline of this whole thing is you go back to the kid to say, well, mission complete. I delivered the necklace and I, you know, I lied and basically said that you, you know, you got the shells and he's like, good, here's a reward. And it's eight of the shells back <laughs> for the you 15 that you nothing collected with for the rest of the game. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I, I love it. When I got that back, I was... That was probably the biggest laugh I got from that, uh, so it stuck with me. Also, there are two kids playing a, like, uh, balloon volleyball game, and it's great. I love them very much. Um, it's, it's very good. They're just having um, fun. I, and there's no way to lose that game. And it, Oh, man, that whole thing is really good. There's a kid building sandcastles who is mm-hmm. also one of my favorites because you get him a small <laughs> shovel, and, like, he slowly starts building it up, and he's just talking about, like, how... I forget the entire arc of what he's doing, but he's essentially building sandcastles, but then, like, in his mind, creating a fictional town that he's, like, running for mayor of, and then he loses, like, an election, (laughs) so he ends up taking a spot on the city council, and then he's, like, using his newfound influence there to overturn the government, Uh, and it's it's incredibly good. Those Um, chunks are abound, so if you're still interested, there's way more that you can experience. Oh yeah, um, it's it's a delightful game, and all of the characters are just an absolute blast. And that's why the fetch quest didn't feel bad because it wasn't like ah, I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna get like even if it was just a golden feather, it'd be like I don't really care that much. But I loved interacting with these characters. I was like, oh yeah, every time I see a shell, I'm gonna jump over to it. I'm gonna try and do it, or I'm gonna try and figure out where this like small shovel is so I can get their big shovel because they're using the wrong size shovel to build sandcastles, which was also great because <laughs> he's using a big shovel and you're like, you know, there's like that's the wrong shovel. He's like, yeah, Alex, I know, but they just make them so big. Alex, Alex, snap out of it. We're snap out it. of it. We're doing it. Snap out of it. We're, we gotta go. We gotta go. Oh, God. It's, I love games like this so much. Clearly. They fit into my life so perfectly nowadays. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, I need to ask you something. To get you out of this, to get okay. you out of this ideal, um, bring me somewhere else. What's up? You you moved up this mountain. Do you feel like this really got you in the hiking mood? Do you feel like you you associate this with a hike, or do you just kind of associate it with this game? <laughs> I there are definitely parts of it that I actually felt like kind of reflected pretty well the hikes that I've had in real life. Um, in my vast hiking experience, um, I. I liked the kind of slow climb up. I liked the way that things got slightly more difficult as you got closer to the top. But I think the thing that, obviously, like, it makes sense for this game, but the thing that, like, really worked for me is everybody that you meet when you're hiking is, like, generally pretty positive, generally pretty, like, helpful and wanting you to, like, get better and and get all the way to the top and, like, happy to give out advice or occasionally items, things like that, Um, which... I don't know how much hiking you have done, but in my experience, like, people you meet, especially people coming down from a summit as you are walking up to a summit, are always extremely pleasant. They're always like, oh, yeah, it's, it's worth it. Just keep going. Or like, oh, it's just a just a little bit further, just beyond that bend. And I, I love that experience, and I think they kind of captured that tone really well with this game, even if the actual hike itself was like, you know, I can't 
flap my arms 15 times and be like, you know, 400 feet in the air. So I didn't quite have that feeling. Um, but it definitely did give me a little bit of that, like that sort of atmosphere from, from my experience in hiking. I've gone hiking maybe once or twice and I didn't really see anyone on the way back. Um, it was more of a night hike, I guess you could say. And it was more to like hide something. (laughs) I didn't No, 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 don't. It just, it was, it was dark and I had a shovel. I don't know. Anyways, it was fine. It was good. It was good. No, I actually don't. Uh, I don't, I didn't really associate this game with hiking? hiking. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. I, I just wanted to make sure after that tangent that, like, you did have a place you could come from with that. Yeah, no, but I actually didn't see, like, anyone on the trail, um, really, usually. There's a small one uh, by a river near my place that uh, you and I went to that, you know, you could go along that quite a long ways, uh, too. Yeah. But that one I see people on, but I don't really consider that hiking when I just, like, yeah, walk that's, my dog Yeah, that's more like it. walking through a forest and then it is hiking. Yeah, exactly. But I've gone hiking once or twice, and it's, like, it's... I don't really associate with this because, I don't know, it's, it's more about the verticality with this, which, you know, hiking is also about, you know, getting... Usually mm. getting to higher heights. But, like, I don't know, there's something about the way that the character moved that I just didn't associate with you know, with it as much. Um, yeah, I mean, you fly, you glide. It makes sense. Yeah, but but I still got the, I got the idea from it. I'll tell you what. The first item I was looking for in this game was a ding-dang map because there's, uh, there's a lot of locations here. And mm-hmm. I like to kind of mark where I've been and know like, oh, this is a part of the island I haven't explored yet. Let me go around there or a little hidden island. How did you feel about this? How did you feel about not having a map? Definitely, at first, I felt the same way. That I was like, I am kind of extremely lost, and I would like a map so I can accurately decide where I should be going. Um, And that that kind of bugged me for, I'll say, the first, like, 30 minutes or so of the game. Yeah. Um, just that, like, con- constantly getting lost and being like, I don't remember where this fetch quest person was that I'm supposed to return to, so I'm just going to kind of, like, fly around until I find them, I guess. Um, but I think that ended up working hugely in the game's favor um, because the world feels a lot bigger than it is. Um, by the time you get more of the golden feathers and, like, the running shoes to let you run a little faster and, like, the silver feathers to let you jump higher... Um, there's not, like, it's not a very large world. Mm-hmm. You can kind of circumnavigate the whole thing really quickly. And I find that just kind of, like, running around and getting lost on my way to, like, try and complete an objective ended up really making me feel more, like, not invested, but, like, more engrossed in the world. I was, like, I would run into things that I wouldn't otherwise. Like, most of the... I would say probably like a third of the things that I found weren't because I was looking for them or I was flying high. It was because I was like trying to figure out how I got to this one place and then got totally lost and ended up somewhere completely different and was like, oh, there's just like a dude back here who set up a tent and he's not supposed to be here. Like I would have completely missed this otherwise. Um, And I think that that sort of thing would have been lessened greatly by a map. I would have felt more like it would have felt more gamey because I would have been like trying to mark off quadrants essentially that I had searched through thoroughly. And I don't think that would have, that wouldn't have been as much fun. That would have felt a lot worse to me, I think. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I was definitely a bother at the beginning. And then I kind of 
got over it in the same way where it's like, oh, wait, no, this is to the game's advantage. And something to say also about, like, the level design of this with the way that the map is laid out is it's, you know, a mountain. So Mm -hmm. it's primarily vertical. And what I found was that jumping from higher points of the mountain served as a map where I'm like, oh, okay, now I can look down, see all the different parts of the world, and get an assessment of everything. So, like, each time I got one more level up, I got to see two different parts and realized how they connected, um, Mm -hmm. which was really, really cool. And, um, yeah, I just, I really liked that part of it. And I also think that, like, I feel like verticality isn't, is something that's really hard to achieve in level design um, because a lot of things, you know, obviously we have gravity and you should be moving on a left and right plane or, you know, forward and back and jumping and stuff like that. But I think like the way characters jump or fly or move and the way that the world around it relates to it um, is really important for games because it's adding, you know, a whole other access to things. And I think mm-hmm. there are very few games that... No, nah, I shouldn't say very few. I just say there are a lot of games that utilize it and it always seems to kind of add an extra layer uh, to it. Um, I really... Yeah. Have you ever played Downwell? Uh, no, I have not. Ever seen it? I have heard the name before. Okay. Is that anything? Is so, that helpful? <laughs> Yeah, extremely helpful. Uh, the game, you launch it, and it just says down well, and that's all you really need to know. So you got it. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming you go down a well. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. Yes, you go down a well, and you have, like, gun gun shoes, and so you're always falling. <laughs> I was so not ready for that turn already. Holy yeah, shit. No, it's, all a, right. it's a super fun game. Uh, so, like, cool. you, it's all vertical, though, and you are, always, like, the, the horizontal space you can move in is so small. Like, you're always just, like, bouncing off enemies and shooting downward. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I think there are there's a lot of space to play. Also, also with that new Doom, like, I remember the original Doom. There's a lot of, like, jumping very high and falling onto enemies and stuff like that and, like, using yeah. that to your advantage. So there's a lot of games that utilize it, and I'm in big, big energy support of it. It feels, yeah, verticality, I think, feels good because of what you said, like, the fact that we have gravity, the fact that, like, we move on, you know, horizontal planes. It feels really, like, there's almost a sense of escapism in any games that let you, like, move on a vertical axis. Like, yeah. any amount, even if you can just, like, you just got, like, a real good jump, it just, it's infinitely more satisfying for i what i have to assume are just like primal brain reasons of like this is this broken this not how (laughs) this not how human work um and it oh man i love it i do think the the verticality was was really well done in this game and it never like you know it felt imposing when you didn't have enough feathers to like get up to the tops of mountains but it did never feel like you know it didn't have that feeling that um some like heavily vertical games do where like you were almost afraid if you were up there by yeah. virtue of being a bird um it kind of made it like it, it it made it more enjoyable to like explore the vertical space as opposed to just like have it be another element in the level if that makes any sense i don't really know that that makes any sense because i just now i'm trying to form this thought in my <laughs> head but hopefully no you felt a little bit of it at like the core of your being yeah i think i got what you're saying there Good listeners, he's fucking crazy. Don't listen I'm to just, him. He's insane. <laughs> he's insane. Um, let's talk about that ending. 
that ending that you crave. Spoilers ahead. Damn. Just come out there with new songs left and right, man. All <laughs> new right. songs, new section. Let's gush, gush, gush about no. the songs and the ending. Okay. Ugh. All right. Let's I'm officially dropping Let's Gush It, a short-lived Please. series. <laughs> Oh, God. You said the words and my spine tingled a little bit. I didn't <laughs> like it. No, that's a biological sign that you do like it. Ah, of course. Um, so, yeah. How, how, you want to go through the ending? You want to walk us through the ending real briefly? Ah, yes. The plot master. The story master turns <laughs> okay, his next like page. Okay, it's like eight sentences. I'm sure you can do it. Uh, you get to the top of the mountain, and it's a... You're, you're, oh, no. Like your cell... No, I'm just kidding. So, you... um. You kind of, uh, at the top of the snow, we didn't really talk about the snowy mountain at all. So you get towards uh, the top of the trail, and there's a polar bear that pretty much assesses if you have enough enough feathers. He still lets you through if you don't, if, you know, it feels like you don't have enough still. Um, but you can give it a shot. And the mechanics work a little bit differently up here because all used feathers that you've used are frozen. So, mm-hmm. like, any, you can, like, refresh them with hot springs, but it, pretty much is just the game's way of limiting you um so you can't get up the mountain as quickly as four minutes oops Oops. oh oh dang uh but no it's it's good it's fun uh you reach the top of the mountain and you kind of just like who and like you know your typical hiking thing once you reach the top you sit down taking the scenery taking the beauty of the location around you and then your phone rings. Who is it? It's mom. Aw, it's just your mom. She recently had uh, some sort of surgery. They don't really keep it to, like, you know, what was going on. Yeah, but Claire's like, big. I, you know, why didn't you tell me? I would have been there. And she's like, oh, I didn't want you to worry. And, you know, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Just enjoy yourself. And, you know, they say, you know, I love you, stuff like that. And uh, then suddenly, a geyser erupts near her. And uh, first, the mountain shakes, and I got very scared. (laughs) I'm like, is this going to turn into some horrible shit? Uh, But of course not. Of course it wouldn't. Um, No natural disasters in this one. Uh, So then your mom's like, oh, is is that the geyser? Yeah, you know, you're my sister and I used to always ride those and you should do it. And you're like, I'm scared. And she tells you it's going to be okay. And yeah. so you take the big geyser and you fly around the island like completely while triumphant music plays. And then you go, ooh, a treasure chest. And then you stop and then you get the treasure chest. <laughs> and then you resume flying and it's beautiful and they're playing good music. And you kind of just see the journey that you've made. And then you reach back to your aunt and you have take a nap. And that's after you literally close the door to take a nap. <laughs> that's the end. It just says the end, and it lets it you continue back if you want to play it again. Ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, you're gonna eat hot dogs later, <laughs> which I didn't like the implication of that in the game. Well, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I I really like this ending. I think it had like, you know, it it felt in line with the rest of the kind of like emotional core of this game um which is to say that like yeah there's like there's a a hint of seriousness there but like nothing you know it's not trying to like recall bad events it's not trying to be like cathartic through the way that you know it forces you to relive like high and lows of emotions it's just like hey you know you did it you worked to the top and like 
you know, you achieved what you were trying to do. And, like, here's this sweet, touching scene about, like, a daughter who is worried about her mother and a mother who is, like, doesn't want her daughter to be worried. But, like, there's, you know, it's it's fine. It all turns out okay. Um, and it it was really, like, weirdly kind of touching for how little it was. Um, I don't know. that That's kind of just maybe the headspace that I was in at the time. But I felt like it was the perfect kind of ending for the type of game that this was. Like, it it really resonated with the rest of the the tone of it really yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and also I, the nice. northern lights are going on up in, near the mountain, and it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think what I was expecting was just, like, a friend and, you know, like, that she missed or whatever, and then she kind of realized that, like, oh, cool, like, you know, um, spending time here wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be kind of thing yeah. uh but mm-hmm. i liked it 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 dodged my expectations in a way that was like if someone dodged me and then just just gave me a nice big wraparound hug i don't know what something i didn't doing? i didn't know i i don't know i was just trying to describe the like the like feeling of being like oh what's gonna happen and you're like oh this wasn't what i expected but also it was very pleasant I was trying to yeah, a good assign surprise. that a to nice a happy surprise. Yeah, yeah, a happy surprise, a birthday love... surprise per se. <laughs> I just, who that was good. That stream of consciousness shit was what gives me life. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I, you know, we can only talk about an hour and a half game so much. I think that's it. Do you have anything yeah. else you wanted to mention? No, I mean it was a really good game. Go out and play it. It's fun. It's nice. It's sweet. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think I had any I feel like there was something else I wanted to say about the ending, but I, I can't think of it right now, and I'm sure it wasn't enough that it's like worth Yeah. You know what they say. If you don't have anything to say, don't say it on a podcast. <laughs> if you don't have anything to say, why the fuck did you start a podcast? <laughs> With that being said, um we're gonna do our closing wrap up stuff. So, you know, this is the part where you can turn it off. Just kidding. Whoa, no, Just don't, kidding. don't, 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 don't. Just kidding. You got to stay for the greeting card. Oh, you don't know what the greeting card is? Well, wait and see. Wait and see. Don't hype it up too much. <laughs> it's very funny. Did you bring one? I'm working on it. Don't okay. So our Twitter is at thoughtsfromp1. Follow us there for when new episodes post and if we feel like shilling ourselves and maybe some <laughs> other stuff. Well, um, we're going to try and do better at this. Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can just search Thoughts From Player One for there. We're on iTunes, Spotify, uh Podbean. All we those. live in Boston. We live in Boston. Um let's see here. We have an email address. That's thoughts from player one at gmail.com. Let us know what games you want to play. If you have any questions about games that we've played that we can answer on the podcast or just to you <laughs> privately. Um and check out our YouTube. If you search Thoughts from Player One, we must build a zoo. We're like the second result. And you'll see the logo. <laughs> you'll see the logo. It's pretty okay. impressive. I'm impressed. I'm happy with it. Listen, there's so I much think stuff we're the first buried. response if you search exactly that. I think I think it's not because um if you've watched oh, it, no. it bumps it up. Uh, like if well, you like subscribe to that channel. So I, I think no I did for it us on to a know. fresh PC. No, I did it on a fresh PC at work and then it uh, definitely had that. So <laughs> we're like the second or third result, but anyways, we'll also link it. So yeah, check that out. It's funny. If you like that feel-good stuff, you know, there's no sads in there. 
We got Mm-mm. you, fam. Um, we're going to be releasing another episode soon um, called Too Many Bears or some dumb shit like that. I don't know. It'll it's, it'll be funny, though. So The title's going to be great. Just be hotly anticipating the announcement of the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fire. We buy too many bears, and Alola means family. So, Alex, you want to hit us with that greeting card? Okay, hold on. Let's get really sincere. All right. Again, picture of a bird on the front. This is one bird. Our friendship means the world to me. Good times with good friends make the best memories. Friend isn't a word meaningful enough to express all that we have between us. The history, the laughter, and the memories that we share. Even family doesn't describe it. (laughs) Unless family means a bond freely given, well-maintained, and deeply cherished. Our friendship means the world to me, and so do you. Wishing you a very happy Thoughts from Player One. Thank you, everybody. Good night. (laughs) That card is eight sentences too long. (laughs) Uh, It just kept going, dog. It's got 23 five-star Uh, a Short Hike is a game where you play as a tiny bird named Claire, who is a tiny what, bird what named is Claire. That I don't know. <laughs> what kind of weird mannerism? I loved it. I you play a tiny bird named Claire. Named <laughs> Claire. It's just kind of the energy that, that I'm bringing to Dallas, and I'm relaxed. Coming into 2020 real smooth. We start this whole episode over again. I'm embarrassed now. Uh, so, here. so for a short hike, you play Claire. <laughs> Shit! I, can't. I knew I was gonna say the word Claire, and I started laughing already. Uh, in a short hike, you um, you play. I can't. I can't. Ah. Fucking the phrase a tiny bird Claire is fucking burned into my brain. Ah, tiny bird Claire. Ah, I don't know. Ah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I got it. All right. Give me a fucking second. So a short hike is a game about, um, as you might guess by the name, it's about a short hike. You, um, why don't you do the part where you say you play a tiny bird claire and i'll jump in i'm physically (laughs) incapable all right let's let's not say